Hello, are you ready? I'm ready. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is our first episode out of hiatus and we're leaving the earth. What do you mean we? <laughs> well, perhaps on this podcast, we'll leave the earth for a minute. So where should we begin? This is episode number 31. Hey, this is Alvin again. How was your dinner? Good. I'm sure your stomach is nice and full. Perfect. So today we have a perfect aperitif pairing for your mind. We think you'll find it to be delish. Lay back, relax, and let your mind and soul savor the next 17 minutes. And now, your hosts and our friends, La Fool and A. I said we were going to leave the earth. Where are we leaving from? I mean, we, we got to begin from some spot. <laughs> are we beginning from a launch pad? <laughs> owned by Bezo, launch pad owned by Virgin Air, or launch pad owned by SpaceX? I'm going to put my bet on SpaceX to get to Mars first. Okay, so that's the final destination. What are some earlier destinations? What about just getting to space? We're in space. We've got the ISS and all kinds of satellites orbiting the Earth presently. China landed on the backside of the moon. China. We don't have to say it like that anymore. We can just call it China. China's on the backside of the moon. China's on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, and India orbited their first probe around Mars. You sent me something about Elon Musk, his ambitious plan to go to Mars. Yeah, he's wanted to do that since 2002. That's when he started SpaceX. He's always had his eye on Mars He jumped on Clubhouse the other day and talked about how quickly he planned to get there. It looks like his timeline right now is seven years before NASA plans to get there. He plans to create a self-sustaining civilization there, and his goal is a million people. Good for Elon Musk. I listened to a bit of that for a while. It's pretty interesting what he was talking about. Definitely ambitious, and again, a lot of technology that needs to be worked out. In a sense, it's good to be early, but I wonder how far this will really get without having a government attached to it. Well, you have to ask yourself which government, if you just want to look at the United States government, how far have they gotten since we put a man on the moon? It's been 50 years. They don't seem to have gotten very far at all. Elon Musk is the first person who said, I'm going to launch a rocket and part of it's going to be reusable and I'm going to land it standing up. Why didn't our government get that done? I'm more on the side of private enterprise and industry pushing the envelope. I think private individuals are more effective at that. I can see your point to some degree on that, but I would like to push back a little bit. With NASA, we had the shuttle. It went up and then it came back down. It didn't land standing up, but it did land on its wheels. The space shuttle that you are thinking of, the thing that looks basically like a plane, didn't launch itself. It was on a huge rocket, and that rocket was not reusable. That rocket fell back to Earth, and what Elon Musk has done is taken the concept of reusing the rocket. NASA, the U.S. government, is planning on being there by the year 2033. India is being pretty aggressive about trying to get there first. I could be wrong, but I think Saudi Arabia was also working on trying to get to Mars China already has a base on the moon. So in my opinion, China's actually the furthest along. Right. With Elon Musk establishing a colony there, I find it interesting. I think he said Earth laws will not apply on Mars. He's going to make his own set of rules. I think that's going to be interesting to watch because 
if a private enterprise arrives there before a government entity, then yes, that private enterprise has some leeway to establish government, to establish policies, and how that will look isn't necessarily going to jive with how the U.S. government or China or any other Earth government may want it to look. It's going to open a very interesting can of worms. I think there's going to be a lot of pushback with you know, well, it's just a bunch of rich people taking themselves off of planet Earth and going to Mars and establishing a society. I've seen some calls for better planning as far as how are communications going to work? How's your government going to work? How's taxation going to work? How are you going to protect the environment on Mars? Right? Because we as humans seem to come in and take over stuff. Not going to say that about indigenous folks who have protected and guarded the Earth for thousands of years. There's going to be a lot of interesting things that happen How that all works out, I don't know. I think people have forgotten their history about how man has migrated around the planet. Even during the pioneering times, people were leaving the East Coast for the West. I don't think a lot of those folks who set off were concerned about how they were going to set up schools and medical clinics and how they were going to tax themselves and who was the governor going to be at that time. That's how we conquered the West in a lot of ways. Not to say that there wasn't government involvement there. It was individuals and groups of families that set off on a 2,000-mile journey. They were not having primary discussions about taxation. It was pure anarchy. It ended up happening. They got stretched way out there, and they called on the U.S. government to come and save them. And that's when the U.S. government put funding in to send out militias to help to rescue them and to help them be stable. Texas, same thing. All the little small settlements had the U.S. government come and rescue them, and they gave them land grants. They gave them money. What were they saving them from? First, from the Native Americans that were here. This isn't your land. You can't put up this fence here. This fence has to go. That was number one. Number two, a lot of times they were just starving. They didn't have enough money to even make it. Right. Okay. The U.S. government had to come out and give them money to give them land, to give them food to eat. I could see the same thing with Mars. First off, Mars might be a good place to visit, but I don't think it's a place for a colony. What is the song about? And John says, Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. In fact, it's cold as hell, and there's no one there to raise them if you dig. Rocket man. We have bases down at the Antarctic. There's no kid centers. There's no one raising families down there. There's just research going on. And I think the same thing is going to be the case with Mars. You want Mars to be a research effort and not a backup plan if climate change goes really awfully or if we have one of your favorite things, an asteroid impact or any other cataclysmic event that can literally take out more than half of the world's population. I think that's why Musk wants to go there. I think he's interested in furthering the longevity of the human race, and he doesn't see that happening only on Earth. I think Bezos, did I say his name right? Jeff Bezos, like there are two of him, which would be a complete nightmare. I like Jeff Bezos. I think Jeff Bezos is much more in line with what we should be considering. My one thing I'll push back with, if you and Elon Musk together think that we should go to Mars because of climate change here, what's there to stop the same thing from happening on Mars? That's why I think he's talking about establishing an independent, self-sustaining civilization. Maybe their laws protect the environment. Also, the environment there is so harsh that obviously there's going to have to be some kind of consideration about, well, how are we going to protect those folks from radiation and 
you can't step outside and grow a garden. Everything's got to be done inside some kind of shelter. What does Bezos have that you appreciate? Well, one of the articles that you sent me was a thing between Bezos and Musk. What Bezos is talking about is putting Origin Blue. Blue Origin. So I think the purpose of Blue Origin is to establish a colony on the moon for the purposes of returning resources back to the earth water and other stuff too. I think that's a much better idea. Let's fix our planet rather than going to some other strange planet and destroying that because we've already burnt this planet. Another thing that no one's even talking about, what if we get to Mars and it's a hollow earth and there's water inside the earth? Are we going to steal that water to get us back to earth? And that we're right back where we started from. We are destroying the natural resources of an unknown land. We have no idea if there's life underneath the surface and how we're going to be damaging it by trying to drill and get water out. He doesn't have a plan to really get back without, again, harming the environment there. He is establishing a civilization which then wouldn't need to necessarily come back to Earth. Whereas I think Bezos is saying, let's take what resources we can from the moon and do back and forth. Obviously, back and forth to the moon are a lot easier than back and forth to Mars. The moon orbits us. Mars, on the other hand, is orbiting the sun. And so sometimes it's quite close to us and sometimes it's quite far away. Um, so getting back and forth to Mars is a whole different shenanigan. I think that folks who go to Mars are going to be the kind of folks who are of the mind that they are pioneers establishing a new world and there would never be a need for them to return to earth i think they're the kind of people who would be willing to die and understand that risk bezos needs to call the first team team suicide squad because basically yeah you you have to be somewhat suicidal it's not really patriotism i mean are you doing it for your country are you doing it for humanity maybe they can get some of the yang gang and they can call it for humanity first because there's 1% oxygen on there. Certain parts of the planet, as the temperature even get above 70 degrees at high noon for a little bit, then drops back down to like minus 200 degrees. They're really unsure if the water is even drinkable. They believe there's water there. I don't see how it's going to be a self-sustaining environment for at least 60 years. You don't move a million people to Mars in two weeks. It's going to take over 40 years, probably closer to 70. We could move to the Antarctic. At least the Antarctic has air. So any place where you build a shelter will be controlled by Elon Musk. Not necessarily. Elon Musk may not even be there. Just because Elon Musk is promoting this and trying to get people there, it doesn't mean that he expects to be elected president. I'm not sure that the folks who go are going to want anything outside of something like a social democracy or a, or a straight democracy. I doubt it will be communist. Well, China's going to be there eventually. So I feel fairly comfortable they're going to run their system underneath a communist system. What's to prevent the initial civilization that gets there from saying Mars is ours, period? Good luck. We're going to cut you off from everything you need right here. The colonies couldn't survive without getting supplies from England. That lasted for hundreds of years the same thing. They will not be able to sustain themselves. They're going to be at the control and mercy of an AI that looks just like Elon Musk and will talk like him and will think like him because that's what he's working on next. And that's what's going to run Mars, in my opinion. Very clearly, he says it will not run based on the laws of Earth or run on its own. A democracy? 
a republic, not more like a dictatorship. You think that he can run a dictatorship from Earth? Yep. It doesn't seem like he's going to be on the first ship. If this was being run as a military operation, who would be in charge of it? Akinarite is going to be in charge of it. The commander of Space Force. He would be the highest ranking person on the operation. When they get there, there will already be a chain of command established, and whoever's at the top of the chain of command will be running it. It'll be run like a military-style structure. But they're not getting there first. Civilians are getting there first. Civilians like like the civilians who trooped across the United States. Civilians like who ran away from Europe and came across on the Mayflower. Those kind of civilians. And in each one of those cases of those civilians, there was one person that ran that town. One person that ran that settlement. One person that ran that village. And they often handed that responsibility down to their kids. And that's what we got the oligarchy in America. I don't think this is going to be the exact same. But that's just one small aspect of it. One of his buddies is going up there, I do believe. Or a friend of his. The, the guy's like a civilian pilot. I saw a, a small thing about him. I bet you that's going to be who's in charge the first time. A civilian. And he's the pilot. And so the pilot runs the ship. The pilot runs the station. The pilot runs the colony. That makes sense. And why shouldn't it be that way? If they're the ones to, you know, set foot first, then do they not have some kind of right to say this is how we're going to do it? Maybe, but that's a military dictatorship. Even though it's run by civilians, they're still in a military-style form. I don't know how different that would be than the captain of a ship. You know, with captains of the ship, like the captain ran it, but they still split everything equally. I would hope at least that they split everything on the colony equally at a bare minimum. We could talk forever about this. It's true. All right. So let's just call this a day and let's talk about this some more. <laughs> okay. Are you going to go, by the way? Go where? Would you want to go to space? Yes. Okay, cool. Really interesting. You know what? I'll tell you what I think about that when we come back next time. Okay. But I'll send you postcards or at least an email. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. All of you in the Orphan Annie Secret Circle, did everybody around you join our Patreon? I think you missed somebody. Pretty sure you did. So for now, here's a partial message. Nice effort, so keep up the good work, drink your Ovaltine, and stay tuned for further instructions. You're getting so close. Hang in there. Yours truly, A. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast.
If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.